Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. We're in. We're live. Welcome back to the podcast, team. And this is our first recorded one. So if you watch it on YouTube, what's up? I what's already. Up? And also, if you. <laughs> I just said I already forgot that we were doing it on YouTube as well. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. And I think also this should make it easier for the team. Uh, turn to my microphone there. My microphone was pinging out some high decibels. Um, it also makes it easier when people know who's talking because so many people that just listen to us are like, I can't ever tell which one's which. Whereas now, for you guys watching on the tube, on the tube, you know who's talking. Yeah, and also I'm pretty sure it says our names. It's like we've got a, uh, a badge on. I don't know if this will actually still. I don't know if it pops up on YouTube, but obviously we've got our name badges in the the little left hand oh, corner. Yeah, might do. Might do. Should change mine to like Maximus Meridius Decimus. Don't think I'd have found the screen. I need to. Uh, have you been? Well, Hayden? this what I, I mean. I know how you've been because we we're just having a conversation. But tell tell the listeners how you've been. Yeah, I was just going to say like, it's probably not the the most ideal for uh, the first. Uh, live episode as you can see like I'm supporting a nice shiny forehead at the moment um, I, I don't actually feel that great to be honest but the show must go on um, I had my jab yesterday and I am gonna be a little bitch about it and have a good old moment like the classic man flu type scenario where my arm was just the first like so whenever you t- say to say, hold on, preface this as well that you didn't have what most people have had. Yeah, so I just haven't really seemed to have the jab that I know that anyone has actually had, and I can't even remember what it's called the moraine. The, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can pull the slip out. Get the get the infamous. <laughs> mate, I've seen so many of those cards on social media. So many of them. It's like a badge of honor now. Moderna. Still, I've got my Monday. The Moderna. It's called. I, was, I, I can't even lift my arm up for you. Moderna. That is it new? Hayden Rolf. I don't dinner. know. I don't know. But I think it's a placebo, mate. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm like the test dummy for it. <laughs> See if I grow another head or something. Well, there you go, mate. We'll keep an eye out for you. And if, if all goes Pete Tong. But you like. Just me. Uh, this probably wasn't like such. Uh, it, well, I, I, can, I can probably actually factually say it wasn't a girl thing to do when you're at school. But you know when the like guys just give each other dead legs? And mm-hmm. can you grand granddad? Yeah. Them. And can you remember how extremely paint like <clears throat> if you got one, it could last for like yeah, a week. Mm-hmm. So this is that's the only way. And I was trying to explain it to uh, my girlfriend um, the other day, oh yesterday about it. Like you get it in, you get 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 a knee to the leg, and it's like literally the most painful thing ever. It's it is horrendous. Um, but obviously she couldn't really relate to it, so. I was like, you, you don't. <laughs> so I said, stand still, <laughs> turn to <the> side. <laughs> Wallop. <laughs> Have some of this. <laughs> so that feeling you've got in your leg right now, that's in my arm. Yeah. She's like, great. Oh, it's, it- <laughs> Mate, that, that, that'd drop you to the floor. No, I've had that as a, as a grown adult when I've got it in their football. Oh, like horrible. you've accidentally clashed with someone and I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'm game out. Game out. Done. Done. 
Done. Done. Well, maybe we need to buy you a new arm. Yeah, it's it's to, to be fair, it's I can I can feel it already slightly. So it's quite a quick, like it must have been now. Well, it's probably I first felt it around about like two o'clock yesterday because I had it at uh, half eight. So it's probably about 24 hours now. Like it's really been like solid. So I can feel it starting to ease slightly. But now I don't, again, I don't know if it's placebo because the first thing that people say to you is once you've had the jab or the conversation comes up, they always ask you, how do you feel? And I feel yeah. all right, but I always want like, there's always a part of me that I'm like, do you? Like, are you actually okay? And someone was asking me earlier and I was like, and this was like this morning and I was like, um, yeah, no, absolutely fine. And then, like, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, you just said that, but you didn't touch words, you didn't touch your head. And now I'm like, I think I'm feeling a little bit ill. <laughs> also, anyone that's listened to this, where did the whole thing about touch wood come from? I want to know. I don't know. We are talking with my friend. Touch wood. Why is wood good luck? Yeah. It's not like touch a, touch a rabbit's foot or touch a horseshoe, horseshoe aren't they? Good luck. Or a four-leaf clover. No. No, but this. So again, I th- I'm pretty sure we've spoke about this on a podcast before about weird sayings, and like we we got into a bit of a conversation um, with a friend the other day about it, and it's like how weird are some things? Like, what was the one that we? Oh, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. So, mm. who was going around skinning cats? <laughs> <laughs> Back in the olden days, <laughs> mate, <clears throat> they do many weird things. Uh, around town, and obviously that was one of them. Yeah, it's, it's um, a bizarre saying. What other ones are there? I'm trying to think now. It's like it once you once you let that's it. You let you, you let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Why a cat? Why is a cat in a bag in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> loads of loads of random ones. Strange, strange. You'll just get, you'll anyway. get something like pop into your head in a minute, and you just keep shouting it out in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I will. Yeah. So this podcast is going to be about uh, transformations, but it's also going to be about sayings that randomly pop into my head. Um, so yeah, be prepared. So um, what we are, what we're going to be talking about today is um, really the perfect way. We want to give you like an actual. Uh, imagine you were in like a consultation room with us. And how we would um, design like a transformation program and kind of piece it all together. Like we wanted to give you a bit of a bird's eye view of it, and actually more of an insight into like it really isn't just as easy as calories in, calories out. Um, yeah, that's one. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> that is another one. <laughs> calories in, calories out. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's You've been your thinking aunt. about that for ages. <laughs> It just popped into my head, if I'm honest, but it just fit perfectly with what we were saying. That's why I was going to say it. And then I was like, oh, it's actually saying. <laughs> but yeah, no, we wanted to give you more of like a bird's eye view and actually see like there is much more depth into a consultation process. Ra- well, into a fat loss process rather than just being like, OK, here's your calories, move a little bit more. Um, mm. There needs to be a bit more consideration because like. And this will, this might shock you, but like sometimes depending like on an individual basis, like the smallest amount of changes is all that is needed to create the biggest Mm -hmm. transformation. And often people try and reinvent the wheel or not even reinvent the wheel that they just try and like, is that a saying? (laughs) Yay! I said it and I must have said like three or four times in my head to be like <laughs> oh superb superb Jeff. um but yeah like you, you you really don't need to do all the things that 
you know, you probably think you have to do. So, Ryan, what is the, mm. let's, let's just start off with like, what's the first thing in, in, as soon as someone thinks like fat loss, what, Put me on what the was the first thing that they, you, you'll typically go to do? Like, if you all of a sudden think, you know, all right, let's go with the classic New Year's Eve. You're like, right, next year, it's my year. I'm going to lose some body fat. And the first thing you think about doing is like, well, it's typically two things. It goes in two directions, doesn't yeah. it? Cutting out your favourite foods uh-huh. and going to the yeah. gym. Bingo. Bingo. Bingo? Bingo. Bingo. What's his name? Is- nah, it's not one. Bingo. I guess bingo is very obvious, isn't it? Because it's like, bingo, and you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when it's the right answer, you shout out. Anyway, carry um, on. Come on now. So, so they want to, yeah, they want to, you cut out, to be you cut out your favourite foods and you think about going to the gym. They're kind of like your two main thoughts. Yeah, and it's, there's no real consideration into anything out anything else other than that. It's literally right, okay, mm-hmm. what gym do I need to join? How many times do I need to like how many times am I gonna go to the gym? Uh okay, meal uh meal plan, right. What foods do I need to get rid of in the house? What foods do I need to start buying? And again, like don't pretend you haven't been there before. It is literally right, salads, chicken, broccoli, rice, okay, chocolate out, mm. wine out, uh beer out. Basically, anything that yeah. tastes even remotely nice is like axed. Mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, mayonnaise is great. I've got a real thing for mayonnaise. It's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's something you can... I, mean, I could easily dispatch like half a tub on one meal. <laughs> Just dip and dunk and off I, I do have... I do, I do know someone that is like... Uh, it's an offensive amount that they use. Like... It, <laughs> Are they close to you in the vicinity? No, no, it's not Sophie. <laughs> so, Sophie, you're good. I know, I, yeah, I know someone from, is it someone from the gym? No, it's Jake. Oh, well, Ted also. I don't know if either of you listen to these. You probably don't. Um, but yeah, mate, Ted goes through like, a, I think it was something like a kilo a week. A kilo. He dispatches Oh, actually, it. I remember him telling, um, I remember yeah, him telling mate. me, like, literally, well, weird. That's well. That's probably why he's absolutely obsessed with uh, going to the gym so much. Mm. Just trying to work off that. <laughs> just mayo. get around the mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, team, you don't want to work out just simply to burn calories. Exercise is to build a physique and for health purposes as well. <laughs> that's like a, a little disclaimer, disclaimer by the side there. <laughs> um, no, but what we want to do is, like I said, give you kind of like a bird's eye view. So. Let's say everyone always starts with a fat loss journey and you typically, for whatever reason, and rightly or wrongly so, you've got a number in mind. You've got a previous weight that you used to be. You've got a previous physique in mind that you want to do. You are happy at. Like, everyone does it. It's reality. And, like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, we we typically say, like, you know, don't strive for any kind of number or how you previously used to look. Um, Mm -hmm. But... It is what it is, and that's what people start their journey out. But what so many people like actually um, forget about or don't even ever go through the process of is actually more of like a lifestyle analysis. So I thought what we could do right now is, like I said, give a bit of a like a consultation type in depth show of what like an analysis, an, an analysis, an analysis, an analysis mm-hmm. um, would be like when starting a fat loss journey. So 
the first thing that's uh, I was gonna be like, should we should we role play? Should we get you to come in? Be like, no, we won't do that. <laughs> but hiya, I'm Deborah. De- <laughs> De- right, <clears throat> Deborah, something's wrong with your voice. So has <laughs> just been like this since I was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was an awful woman impression. Sorry to offend anyone. Nothing wrong with the name Deborah. And you most women have high voices. Yeah, sorry, it was a joke. Um, so the first thing that you're gonna, uh, I'm gonna ask Ryan when he's come to me and he's approached me for a fat loss journey is he's obviously gonna tell me what he wants to do, but I'm also gonna ask him, um, okay, so what exactly are your goals? And this is why, and I know we've done a goal setting podcast before, but like kind of going off that a little bit is. The reason why I'm solely asking someone like what their goals are is, well, it's for a couple of reasons, really. Number one, it's to actually identify, you know, where they're looking to get to, what they're looking to do, what they are actually going to do for the process. So when I typically, and this is through, again, previous consultations that I've had, it's like, what are your goals? And you'll say, like, I want to lose X amount. So I'm going to start digging a little bit deeper and be like, okay, so what do you actually like want to achieve? Okay. And they start listing out to me what they want to achieve. The other reason why I'm doing this, not only from like a motivation standpoint to, you know, if you don't have goals and this is, again, this can go in so many different like directions, but if you don't have goals, like you can almost feel lost sometimes, but you don't really know why you're doing what you're doing when times get tough. But for the reason of like asking you what your goals are, I need to now establish a baseline and this is one of the most important things that so many people miss out on and it's expectations i need to understand Mm -hmm. first that ryan with his goals actually meets his expectations because if ryan says to me Mm -hmm. my goals are i want to lose 30 pounds and i say okay how are you going to do that and he says i'm going to go to the gym six times a week and on tuesdays and thursdays i'm going to do it twice a day and I say, okay, what do your work hours look like? And he's like, oh, I get to work at seven in the morning and I leave at nine at night. Well, there's a huge issue already there. <laughs> You're like, Ryan, you've, you've not got a lot of time. What's your job? But mate, it's, and it's, it's so common. I think one of the most common ones I would always see when I've spoken to multiple women about their kind of like journeys of to like what their goals are. And it's, it's this... Exactly like that. It's like something that they want to achieve that's completely non-realistic and completely not fitting them with their lifestyle, which is the first issue. And then secondly, it's like that, their goal weight. They set, they're like, okay, so I think in like, in three months, I want to lose three stone. And then in six months, I want to lose another three stone. And I'm like, three stone in three months. I'm like, good luck. Like, nah. And you sometimes, I always used to think like, where's that number even come from? Like, they're like, yeah, I think in the first 90 days, I think I want to lose... I don't know, like 30 to 40 pounds. And I'm like, because what I think you forget is that's cool. Like you could probably lose maybe 30 pounds in those first few months if everything was perfect from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it, it does completely depend on like how much you got to lose and like you said, your lifestyle mm. and stuff like that. But it's for me personally, and again, Ryan might disagree, it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason why people do not achieve their goals is because their expectations are completely skewed. And like Ryan said, when someone comes in with an expectation of looking to lose three stone in three months and inevitably they haven't even lost one stone in two months, 
Well, they feel like they're failure. Mm. They feel like they were yeah. broken. They feel like it's not meant mm-hmm. to be. And then that just, again, fulfills their own thought process of being like, I, like, I knew I was never going to be successful. Yeah. I, I'm going to stop. It like, and, it is, and it's like that for anything in life. It's like, imagine doing something that you were told was going to give you X outcome or you thought was going to get outcome and it gives you Y outcome. Well, you're going to be pretty peeved. You know, someone told you this was the fastest car in the world. You bought it, you drove it and someone overtook you. You're going to be like, well, hold on. What's the point of having this car? Why did I buy it? Why am I putting effort into maintaining it if it's not the fastest car in the world? Like, I've been missold. But the thing is, when it comes to weight loss, we don't almost look at it like that. We don't look at the the product or something that we've bought and that we've got expectations with, like weight loss, we instantly look inwards. We're like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm broken. I'm useless, whatever it is. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the way that we manage the expectations as well with regards to not only the expectations being so far stretched, but even when it doesn't go our way, we don't look at the actual thing that we're expecting. Like, okay, well maybe let's look at what I'm doing to lose weight. We instantly look internally. We're like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing? Why can't I do this? I'm a failure. I quit. It's like self-punishment then, doesn't it? It just starts. Yeah. And that's like if you bought a car and it wasn't the fastest car in the world, you wouldn't start being like, oh, well, maybe I'm changing gear not very well. Or maybe I'm not putting my foot down fast enough. Or maybe I put in, I didn't put in super unleaded. I just put in normal unleaded. Like, you would never ask those questions. You instantly are like, okay, well, the car isn't the fastest. Why isn't this fastest? I've been missold it. Mm. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, sense. exactly. So when you're setting out your goals, um, you can see it's not kind of just like a uh, a loose task that you don't really think too much depth into. It is, it's an in-depth task because you want to be matching the reality to it. So if you're, you are saying these things of like, I'm going to be going to the gym, I'm going to be doing this, like make it completely realistic. Match it with your expectations. Yeah. Like understand where you are currently now and what is the first step you can do? So many people like focus, especially when it comes to like weight loss, is they've got that magic number. And instead of thinking about losing the first pound, the first kilo, they look at the th- the thirtieth pound straight away. It's like I want to lose thirty pounds. Yeah. It's like actually, yeah. no. What can I do right now to lose that first pound? Then the second pound. Mm-hmm. Then the third pound. Yeah. It's just that one percent. F- yeah. And that's it. And I think we're, we're like, the, the thing is, is it's tough because we've been stuck in these places. And so whenever we start it, we are instantly thinking about the outcome goal and the end result from the off. Because that also, and we can talk more about this, because that is also what we deem to be the motivating factor here is the outcome. is just reaching that goal weight, this superficial thing. And we therefore also, the reason that that's an issue as well is because that doesn't direct you. You know, focusing on that outcome goal doesn't doesn't direct you in any real direction either. So you've got to remember to manage your expectations better and set relative things that are actually going to help you on your journey. But also, I think set relatively, these are what we call process goals, aren't they? Set relatively small process goals that allow you to one, stay motivated, two, work towards that big goal. But three, also make sure that you're on track. Mm-hmm. The, um, the second pillar, like, I think you need to to start to dive into and think about is so obviously we've just spoken about the goals like matching expectations stuff and like making it completely realistic yeah. to you and then you've got to ask yourself a tough question and I'll explain why this is so important but you've got to ask yourself the question of 
Why am I where I am now? Why haven't I been successful in the past before? And this is so, like, I, I can almost guarantee that no one asks this question when you start your mm. own person, like personal transformation. You don't ask- Dissect prior experiences. Yeah, you don't ever think about it. Like you just, and this is what gets people caught in the same loop over and over again. Like ask yourself the question, like how many times have I tried dieting before? More than likely, you're, you can't even count like on your hands how many times you've tried dieting. Like it's ridiculous amount. So you've got to then yeah. pick, pick apart why that is. Why have you not been successful before? Because once you mm -hmm. can start to do this, you can really start to identify what the lowest hanging fruit is. And like I said, we'll start to like kind of go into that a little bit more. But it also gives you um, a, a chance to maybe place your focus in the areas where you think have like previously held you back. So you might actually think like, again, this is the typical thought process. Whenever I ask someone like, why do you think you are where you are now? And it's it's one of those questions where some people are like, oh, a bit harsh, Aiden, but I'm like, it gets you to uncover the truth for yourself. Mm. And when people actually stop and think about it, the, the first thing that you usually say to me is either I don't exercise enough or I've eaten too much. And it's again, okay, we need to go a level deep, deeper than that. It's like, why do you think you've eaten too much? Like what's been going on there? Like, and again, this comes down to more like an education standpoint, but you know, 99% of the time, it's never a case of that you don't move enough or you don't exercise enough. Yeah. There's obviously deeper mm -hmm. rooted issues that go on. It's like when um, one of my clients is actually coming to towards the end of her transformation. And the first thing that she said to me on when we were doing this onboarding consultation is I get to the 90 day mark and I stop. I get to every time I've done a transformation before, I hit 90 days and it all falls apart. So what do you think my number one goal has been for over the last 12 weeks is pulling apart and identifying why she gets to 90 days. She can do a 90 day transformation. Mm. She's done plenty. She's been really successful yeah. doing 90 day transformations. But what my job is now is, okay, pulling apart and I- What happens at 90. Yeah, is pulling apart and identifying what it is about 90 days that stops her moving forward. And mm -hmm. she uh, sent me a voice note earlier as well, basically explaining exactly, you know, identifying herself, where it is that she's been going wrong through all of like the uh, education that we've been taking through and stuff like that. And I can honestly say, like, I know she will be successful now for the rest of her life. Like it won't now be a 90 day thing because she's identified the pattern of what going, is going on. She's identified the faults. And just as a, as a mm. small little example of you for what it could be for other people is being so restrictive. Like you've been so restrictive for 90 days that all of a sudden you see the 90 days as the end mark, when in reality it's never the end mark, but you see it as the end mark yeah. and you give yourself that kind of pass to be like, Oh, I can now eat whatever on. I've done the 90 days. I've done the transformation. I can go back to doing eating normally again. But mm -hmm. this is where you've got to make it as a habitual lifestyle um, and behavior change. Yeah, that's it. Like the first things, manage your expectations. Make sure that you are, because that, that sets you up for instant failure. Like if your expectations are completely like your goals are so far set fetched about what you think you can achieve. It's not linear. Like we spoke about this in the last podcast. It's not fast. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You don't have to cut out all your favorite foods. You don't have to do out. Once you can actually get your expectations in line with how to actually lose weight. The second thing again is diving deeper into this why, because exactly like you just alluded to there, it's like 
you are a direct representation of everything that you're doing at the moment. It's like what people do is they jump on a diet and whatever else it is and they come over here and they're like, yeah, wicked. Like I lost this much weight. I did this much in my transformation. Great. As soon as they finished it, they jump off the diet. And what happens? Well, you just literally hit this water slide of like, yeah, it's great fun at first because you're like, whoa, I can eat all these favorite foods and all this stuff again. And then slowly your physique starts to just basically move back down to where it was before. Reason being is that you've never changed these lifestyle behaviors and habits. And I always say this and I literally try and drill this into everyone. I'm like, you are a representation of your lifestyle behavior and habit. So what you need to do, which is what we're saying here, is identify where in and amongst that with your food, your exercise, whatever it is, your mindset, what were the things that weren't allowing you to be successful long-term? Because instead of just jumping from one diet to the next, from calorie counting to slimming well, to weight watchers, to keto, to intermittent fasting, all these different things, if you don't address the actual reasons as to why you weren't successful, you'll just keep bouncing time and time again. And ultimately, it's not sometimes the fault of the diet or the actual like method itself. It's something that you could be continuously doing. Hence, exactly like Hayden just said, his client had no problem. She would jump on whatever diet, whatever protocol, 90 days, she'd get a transformation, but it was after because none of it actually looked into, you know, actually, why weren't you successful this time? What is it that you need to change? You know, what is it about your lifestyle behaviors and habits that doesn't suit the person you want to be? And that only comes from a bit of reflection, you know, looking, what do you think about your current state of affairs that is holding you back, that isn't allowing you to be successful? Otherwise, you're just, you know, you're, if you imagine if you were driving around a racetrack and you crashed and you know, oh, we just got back on and drive again, you kept crashing. Eventually, you're going to be like, okay, I'm obviously doing, and you know, we always do it we're obviously doing something wrong. You know, I'm like, I'm obviously doing something wrong. What is it I'm doing wrong? But you will get people that don't. They just keep going around and just keep crashing on every corner. And what you realize is they're breaking into the corner as they're turning, which is why they go off course. For any of you that are racing drivers, you know that you break before the corner, you accelerate through to get the most amount of grip. But if you kept doing that and you just ignored it and you're like, ah, crashed again, I was obviously maybe going too fast. When actually, if you stop, you're like, oh, it's because I'm breaking through the corner, I need to break before, then accelerate through the corner. You'd literally overcome the struggle that you've just been facing. Whereas if you don't review, you're just going to keep going around the course, crashing every single time. Doesn't matter what car you drive, doesn't matter what track you do, doesn't matter how fast or how slow you go. If you keep breaking around that corner and doing the same thing and not realizing it, you will just keep crashing. And this is what I think you've got to realize. You've got to stop, pull into that pit stop and review it. You know, look back at what you've done. Look back at the tapes of your previous laps, you know, review what you've been doing. What do you do in those moments? How do you react? What are your habits that you commonly have? Because ultimately then you'll be able to find what it is that is not working for you and what it is that maybe you do that's holding you mm -hmm. back. And once you've brought about the awareness, you can then make the changes that you need moving forward. Otherwise you're putting sticky tape on a leaky tap. It's not going to last. You're going to make these transformations like Hayden said his client was doing 90 days and then they just bounce straight back to where they were before. And it's because it was just a short-term solution. You've got to find the big reasons as to why you are where you are so then you can actually make positive changes moving forward to get to the place where you want to be. Yeah, that, that and that lines it up perfectly for like the next bit, which is like now you've got this awareness and now you have a better understanding of like, and being truthful with yourself, you have a better, a better understanding of like, you know, where you previously failed. We then mm -hmm. can typically, I mean, we can, 
we, we use the term of like the lowest hanging fruit. And the lowest hanging fruit is what's the biggest thing that you can change right now that's going to have the biggest impact to you. And chances are this thing that you've identified is probably going to be the biggest solution to you anyway. So let's just use like mm. a, uh, a prime example for um, uh, someone that uh, we've worked with previously. Now, she, um, she basically had like a really, really high stress job, like a super, super stressful job. Like, and she never, ever managed her stress. And because she never managed her stress, she never went through all these like coping mechanisms. She never, ever um, got a decent amount of sleep. Never really, here we go, prioritize. Why are you trying to bring me down in the podcast, um, man? Hers. I thought we were having a good time here. We were on a nice little flow. Now nowhere you got to come be, be a jackass. Um, her sleep and her sleep was always impaired and she never dealt with like the stresses that she was going through. So she could easily, like no problem, like you throw yeah. calories at her and while things were good, awesome. Like I can stick to my protein. I can stick to my calories. I can stick to my steps. But as soon as the stress built up, she then uh, it Im- impacted her sleep. Boom, mm-hmm. like all everything went to pieces. So the yeah. lowest hanging fruit there for this particular client was like, right, we need to understand and be able to manage your stress and emotions better. Because the truth of the matter is, like your work stressor isn't ever going to disappear for the rest of your life. It will always come back. Like it does. Like for myself and Ryan, like we get stresses all the time that pop up. Like we absolutely love our job, but we still get stresses that pop up. So you have to be able, for her in particular, because we identified that, we had to be able to put like an action plan in place for her because Mm. all things outside of the stress, it was pretty pretty easy for her. She could adhere to her calories. She could do all this. But as soon as the stress built up, bam. Running around like a headless exactly. chicken. <laughs> I've been holding that in. <laughs> and why do they say that? I presume that when the chicken gets its head cut off, it runs around briefly before it dies. Well, I thought there was like, wasn't it something like a five? I, I'm completely making this up. I have no idea. I think there, I, I remember mm. hearing something. It's like a uh, five, five, five seconds. Second yeah, I don't know. Mate. So there's also a lizard. I saw this on TikTok, right? Uh, there's a lizard that like drop when it's in danger, it drops its tail. So like cuts its own tail off, but just like it's got a mechanism that cuts its tail off. It doesn't like, doesn't get sore and cut its tail off. Obviously it cuts its tail off, mate, its tail to just, the tail will grow back, but the tail that it drops will keep moving for like 10 minutes. We'll keep moving around. So the predator obviously like starts like trying to like nail this bit of tail and the tail keeps moving for 10 minutes whilst the lizard can then like get doesn't away. Doesn't the lizard, it will grow what? a new tail, won't it? Yeah, what a mental survival mechanism. Like, oh, watch out, mate. Have a bit of tail. See you later. <laughs> Off he goes. Ten minutes, that thing's wiggling about. So odd. So odd. Oh, mate, we scared. But don't humans do that as what, well? With their tail? Now, apparently, isn't it humans when they like can still have like muscle twitches after they pass away? Um, like involuntary muscle um, contractions or something. Apparently. Uh, and you also you pass wind after you've passed away. Yeah, it's still. apparently very common for a man to have a boner when he passes due to like blood or something like that. <laughs> that is the most random fact <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Imagine that being like one of those um, 
morgue people and you just walk in. You're like, whoa, Steve. You'd literally, yeah, you'd literally be, I mean, you'd be speechless. Like, cat's got your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) But, mate, a cat's, when has a cat ever got your tongue? Odd, isn't it? It is so odd. It's strange, Um, isn't it? But, yeah, going back to this card in particular. So, uh, guess what what happened? Once we managed to find the lowest hanging fruit, identify what the biggest stress were, and we could eliminate that and put action. And, by the way, it's never perfect as well. Like, it's not like we helped her implement one strategy and all of a sudden she was stressed through the rest of her life. Like your stress doesn't disappear. You've just got to yeah. use tools to manage it better. Manage it. So if she's now getting tools to manage it better, increase her sleep, well, we know once her sleep's better, her hunger's going to be reduced. Now, guess what? Once your hunger's reduced, the adherence to your calories is far, far easier. So it's little mm-hmm. s- small strategies like this that we you have to start implementing and finding out that lowest hanging fruit, finding out what's that thing that's been holding you back because ultimately that's probably the thing that you need to work on the most. And often when it comes to like transformations and you see incredible, like across my Instagram, Ryan's Instagram, like our Facebook page, you'll see like hundreds of transformations and like a lot of them, you'll be very, very, very impressed with. You think there's a secret formula, but more often than not, it's like, it's that one thing. It's that lowest hanging fruit that we've talked about that has made all of that difference. Because you don't understand yeah. the power of consistency. Once you can do, you can work something out like that. And also you've got to look from an adherence. Like we always say, one of the most important factors when it comes to weight loss is adherence. That's why there is no runs one size fits all diet, because you've got to find something that works for you ultimately. And picking that lowest hanging fruit is great because it's something that's easy, that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. <laughs> I don't know why they say that. <laughs> biggest bang for your buck. Um, it's ultimately going to yeah give you the biggest bang for your buck. And it's ultimately then going to keep you motivated. Because one of the other most important things is like you want results. Do you know what I mean? Like you need results. That helps build your motivation, build your commitment. So by choosing something that's easy, it's like, cool. Like that's going to be something that you can implement. It's going to give you instant results, keep you motivated, allow you to adhere to it, get results. Sweet. Like everything's cool. Don't try and do this massive. Because this is where everyone does this massive overhaul of everything. They'll overhaul their whole nutrition. They're like, yep, that's it. I'm overhauling it. And then it all comes crashing back down and they wonder why. And you're like, well, you tried to overhaul the whole thing. Like break it down, keep it simple. Like look at what it is you're doing and see what these little changes that you can make. You know, maybe it's snacking in the evening. You really struggle with late night snacking. One of the first things that I'm like, okay, cool. Let's increase protein at your evening meal. Or let's actually have a smaller breakfast and give you more calories in the evening so you can have a dessert. Done. Yeah. Like something as simple as that. They're like, oh, well, actually just increasing my protein at dinner. I felt full that I didn't need snacks. Or, oh, it's really nice. I could have my snacks, but still be on my calorie intake. Sweet. Like it's, it's so, so, so simple. Mm-hmm. And I think we often overcomplicate it because we just assume that like it, there's some secret out there that no one knows and that... You know, no Tom, Dick or Harry will ever have, Tom, Dick or Harry will ever have the answer. God, we are throwing these out there today. The, you keep these coming, right? Yeah, there's, so just because it's like names, Tom, Tom, Dick and Harry, it's, um, oh, no, not the mic. The other one is Bloody Mary. Yeah, Bloody Mary. Yeah, what about Nora? Yeah, there's oh, actually a story Nora. behind this. It's, um. Oh, no, yeah, I have looked up. It was something to do with, uh, I can't remember who it was, like someone in high power, like had an assistant called Nora that like kept killing. I can't remember the exact story. It was. I have looked it up though. I have looked it up before. She kept burning the toast and he was always like, bloody Nora. <laughs> <laughs> it was something to do with Nora killing. 
like people because that's how she got her name, Bloody Nora, because she kept killing people. Uh, well, that's pretty statistical. Jeez, I thought it was like gonna be something fun, like burnt no, toast. No, 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 burnt toast. I mean, they didn't really have toasters back in those days. Um, yeah, but they had fires and bread, so you could make toast. You don't have to make toast in a toast. I don't have a toaster. I make toast with a grill. Oh, mate, you're one of those. Well, yeah, I don't have a toaster, so you just got to do it like that. You, you got to keep an eye on it, though, man, because otherwise, a couple of seconds too long, and that ain't toast. That's char oh, grill. That's char grill. Do you, how often do you have toast? Or how? Um, I don't know. Maybe once a week. Oh, that. so like not I. Often. Like I'm not a toaster. So this is how this is how lazy I am. Like I'm this guy as well. That's like I'm so so lazy when it comes to stuff like this. Like I would never ever have toast because I just couldn't be asked to go through that process. What? Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you were gonna, I was like, what? Put, can't be bothered to put it in a toaster. No, no, no. Like actually turn like, turn the right? oven on. Like watch it. All of that stuff. But I'm the person that put, will put like a microwave me, me, a microwave meal in or something like that. Something I have to microwave and I will eat it as soon as it comes out instantly. Burn my tongue every single time because I'm so impatient. What is wrong, what is wrong with this, man? Team, everyone listen to this. I'm not too sure who this Hayden Rolf is. Oh, you may, see, now I've got such a baby mouth. We'll get back to the thing in a minute. Like I, I literally have to have my food. Like I'm like a kid, like lukewarm. Anything slightly remotely hot, I'm like, no, can't eat it. I'll have to sit there whilst my other half is eating and wait until it cools down a bit. Oh, no. Oh, True story. Oh. Dispatch it. Straight in. <laughs> and then instantly regret it. Because the worst thing is, though, mate, is once you burn your mouth, you then can't taste it very yeah. well. And that's like my ultimate pet hate. If I've misjudged it and I'm like, yeah, I think it's ready for my baby mouth now. And I'll put it in my baby mouth, burn it. And I'm like, brilliant. The rest of dinner is basically pretty much pointless now because I can't even taste yeah, it. No, you're not wrong. It, it's, it's, it, it infuriates me as well, but it doesn't stop me from doing it. Not learning from my mistakes. No. Mm, silly bugger. Yeah, when it comes to anything else, apart from food. Well, mate, you know, you've got to, got to learn from these things. You've got to ref, uh, reflect and redirect. Talked about that in the last podcast. So going through those three points is managing your expectations because that is going to help you not set yourself up for failure from the off. You know, understanding that the real truth behind weight loss. The second one was understanding your why, like understanding why you have failed up until this point, identifying what it is that is the reason why you haven't been able to be successful, not just assuming that it's a diet, you're broken or anything like that. Look internally. And then thirdly is pick the lowest hanging fruit. Pick something easy that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck that is going to take the least amount of effort because ultimately you want something that's going to not have too much friction behind it. If it's got a lot of friction behind it, you're going to struggle. No pun intended. But this is um like this is kind of you might be sitting here and listening or watching now, um and be like what about my calories? Yeah, and and well <laughs> and thinking like oh well I kind of like I just want to know what my calories are. I want to know how much protein I'm being or how, how many steps I'm being. And like this this is probably the reason of why you're going wrong is because you're just thinking about like the surface level stuff. You're not thinking about like the internal stuff that needs to be done. Mm. And it sounds slightly woo-woo, but it's the stuff that will give you that long-term success. Yes, it may make the process a little bit longer. Like, yes, of course, if you all of a sudden go from not going to the gym at all and then go six times a, a week, or if you go, yeah, day. If you go from <laughs> eating like 
all of your favorite foods to then only eating um, like single item foods that have zero flavor to it, of course you're gonna lose weight so much quicker, but it isn't sustainable. There's no adherence there long-term. Just a disclaimer, not all single food, uh, single ingredient foods <laughs> taste like nothing. That's Hayden's, uh, Hayden's personal opinion there. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're 100% a sauce man, aren't yeah. you? Like, you have to have some sort of sauce on yeah, everything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, nice. I could tell that. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, because ultimately, like, the amount of people that track their calories are like, are like, Ryan, I just need to know what my calories are. And I'm like, cool, here are my calorie calculator. And then literally I get within like two weeks. So I'm tracking my calories, but I don't seem to be losing weight. And I'm like, tracking calories is a tool. There's nothing special about it. Like that is literally the principle of fat loss. It will get you into a deficit, but there's so many other things around it. Or spit like eating healthy. Like eating healthy doesn't mean that you're going to lose weight. The absolute classic that we both hear every single day, um, especially when they use our calorie calculator, is like Ryan or Hayden, my calories are too high. And I'm like, oh, how many diets have you tried previously? Uh, oh, like uh, mm. uh, 400. I'm like, okay, across how long? Uh, about 20 years. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, no, your calories aren't too high. Like, they're not too yeah. high. And that's probably the reason and why you're actually struggling is because you think that you need to deprive yourself all the time. Mm. Yeah, man. And this is it. Again, comes back to adherence. What's it easier to adhere on? 1,200 calories or 1,800 calories? 18. As long as you're still going to lose weight, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're going to do it faster down at 12 because there's no longevity. There's no, there's going to be adherence issues because like you're going to struggle to get it in there. Like those that are down there because they are small or they have PCOS or they have needs that need them there, go ask them how it's not that easy to stick to 1200. But for their certain metabolic standards, they have to. So like if you don't have that issue, don't. Don't do it. Like you have the opportunity to eat more. Many people who can't because of metabolic problems would give their left arm for another 600 calories a day. Take them and run with it. Yeah. And disclaimer again there, like they were just random numbers that Ryan pinned pin out there. Like yeah. They're not your calories. But, um, <laughs> mate, I... Someone's like, okay, 1800. I had someone that. message me my Instagram. I did a post um, a while ago. Did you do a post today? I saw it. It was a good post today. Yeah, it was good, man. <laughs> you thieving Um So I had a message and it was like, because in my, in the, the description of the post, I basically said like someone who was on 1800 calories or whatever. And they were like, so should I be eating 1800? I'm like, you've just missed the whole point of the post and you've just singled mm. in on the number. Um, mm. But like... It's like picking out the information that you want. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, like so many people, like they will, they will deprive themselves Monday to Friday because, you know, it's boring days. There's no social events on. It gets to the weekend. It gets to eating more, boozing, completely disregard their calories and all stuff like that. And then they think, oh, no, like I'm, I'm broken. Like I didn't eat that many calories. Like I can't, I cannot describe to you like, how many hidden calories there are in alcohol? Like, does it mean you can't stop drinking it? Like, no, you don't have to stop drinking alcohol. Like, you can absolutely still drink it, but there's got to be awareness there. Like, you can't yeah. drink yourself into the floor. Okay. And yeah, I literally had a conversation with a client before. I was like, the thing is, like, you can go out and you can socialize, you can go out, you could eat every meal out at a restaurant. The thing is, you've got to be accountable. You just have to be accountable. It's like if you, we always say, this, we can go back to like the whole like money thing. It's like if you went out and you spent X amount of money, 
and you you know you went out and you spent loads at the weekend because you bought a new car. What do you do? You're then a little bit careful for the next like few months because you know you spent a big chunk. Well, we don't do that when we come to weight loss. We spend a big chunk and then we keep spending and then we wonder why our bank account doesn't look so healthy. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think we we went slightly off on that, but you can just see that like giving you kind of uh, a bit more of an insight. Like when someone is starting a fat loss journey, like. You can see even from like how we rerun the show in the academy, like it's not a case of like, okay, cool. Like how much do you want to lose? Here's your calories, yeah, go. Here's your calories, mm. off you go. Like we are doing a deep dive analysis. Like we're finding out what their sleep is like, what their previous dieting history is like, why they previously failed. Like we're asking them all of these questions and yes, we're doing all mm. like the legwork for them. We're building the bespoke protocol for them. But at the end of the day, like, that's the exact process you need to go through. And we've given you just the tools there to be able to do that. And I, th- and I think the, f- the another thing to remember, and I always say this to all of our clients, I'm like, whenever we set them up, I'm like, look, I'm just setting you up initially with some basic things to go away because the first two weeks is ultimately data collecting because I'm like, I just need to get data. I need to get data that then can numerically, uh, is that even a word? Numerically, I think. Numerically. So... We need numerical data, numeracy. Like number data. Numeracy? Oh, now you're you are literally cl- yeah. Another one. Now you're just clutching at straws. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm on fire with these today. <laughs> so the thing is, yeah, because I need numerical data to basically then uh, like uh, compare with like what I want to do moving forward. And it's like what people think is they think we're going to give them all of the things that they need to do at once. And I'm like, no. Like I literally give you. Some simple starting basics for the first week. Because I'm like, the first week is just getting you into the groove of tracking data, you know, weighing, taking measurements, thinking about your food, and then we slowly do it. Whereas what we sometimes get, we, we expect like us to come out with like a meal plan, all these workouts, we're going to be implementing all these habits. And I'm like, no, like I'm going to be doing things like, it's almost like drip feeding. I'm like, we're going to drip feed because we don't know how long, you know, improving your sleep is going to take. You know, we don't know what things, you know, improving your sleep might actually help your hunger. So it's like, oh, actually our hunger is all right. So we don't need to look at some, maybe some other hunger uh, improving techniques because actually sleep has given us the the best bang for our buck. Like you've got to look at everything and nothing is, you know, again, like we always say, I always say to everyone, I'm like, yeah, first thing we do is we pencil out your journey. We don't pen it out, we pencil it out because it changes. Like whatever we set out, we're like, it's going to change. It's going to change every single week with regards to the data. And even halfway through the week, you might re- report something back. And I'm like, okay, cool, right. I now know that I need to make a note and we're going to change this. And that's the great thing about having a coach is that they basically just review everything as you're going and they just oversee over your shoulder every step of the way, which also is important, I think, because it then takes out the guesswork, but it also knows that like we're constantly reviewing it rather than expecting like the first two weeks to be like, yeah, this is it. I'm going to drop a shed ton of weight. It's like, well, actually the first week, yeah, you're going to drop some weight, but like focus on like how you're feeling. What are your food choices like? What's your sleep like? What's your energy like now you've made some nutritional shifts? Like those biofeedback are super important. Well, it kind of goes, uh, doesn't it? It slightly goes back to that like lowest hanging fruit because it was kind of like I was saying to you um, before the podcast of the, the client that I worked with before where she came to me and the only thing I identified her lowest hanging fruit was she was drinking thousands and thousands and thousands of liquid calories a day 
on top of mm. her eating. So the first thing that I did was look to change up her liquid calories, which would reduce her calories by a like a ridiculous amount. And like, I mean, obviously I'm not saying name, so I can say it, but it was like, we're talking like nearly two to three liters of full fat Coke a day. And even just to start off with, dropping that down to one liter. Like, I'm not saying that she can't have it. It's just like, we're dropping it down. And dropped a ridiculous amount. And like, by the time I completely changed it up to, we were actually drinking uh, Coke Zero. She was re- she'd replaced the full fat Coke with Coke Zero, or it might have been Pepsi Max, I can't remember whichever one it was, it, to give her still that sense, that taste that she was looking for. We didn't change over the course of like the 16 weeks I was working with her. I didn't have to change anything. And it even got to the point where she was like, do I need to be doing anything else? I'm like, you're body is changing so much shape you're doing all these things and that's when it's like ryan said we can start like building in more like habits and stuff and maybe start to look at like yeah. some small improvements but the biggest bulk she was doing like i could i could have or i could have said to her to do nothing now i could have literally got her mm. to do nothing else and she still would have got that amazing transformation it was that one small thing yeah and so good and that's it keep it stupid simple kiss kiss Keep it stupid simple. Nice. Well, I'm um, I'm happy to pause on that and uh, potent- yeah, potentially get some uh, feedback to see what you wanted to hear more about the transformation process because we obviously went in more like um, in depth mm. into like the psychology, I guess, as well of like how we do yeah. it um, and like internal and- work. Yeah. And always let us know. Like our DMs are always open. Let us know if, what you want us to talk about. Let us know. DM us. I always say like give us a give us a headline. So like if you're going to talk about a podcast, DM me Capital Web Podcast dash and then whatever it is that you'd want the topic to be, and we can get it out. And if you guys are watching us on YouTube, this is something new, Hayden, as well. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel because um, I'll be posting the podcast up onto um, the YouTube channel and then we'll also be doing little educational shorts as well. So that's something new. So if you're listening to this and you didn't realize, starting up the YouTube. How, uh, um, what's your YouTube channel like? Have you got many subscribers? Uh, I had 16. 16? Yeah, man. We got the one six. First milestone is 50. I'm going for 50 subscribers by the end of June. Um, yeah, so we'll be able to see our pretty faces on on the tube. On the tube. Uh, and everyone else listening to us, gonna, yeah, like, go like and subscribe. Are you going to anyway. do like thumbnails? Mm-hmm. Should we get a thumbnail? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> love that thumbnail we'll work on the thumbnail bit but yeah that's good alright team well it's been uh, always a pleasure never a chore <laughs> finish on a saying nice like that I don't know if you can cl- cl- like count that one say it again always a pleasure never a chore yeah but it's not like do you know what I mean it's not like cat's got your tongue it's like you, what you're what you're saying is it has relevance to like Cat's got your tongue is like, why are people silent? Why has a cat got your tongue? Pleasure is pleasure. Yeah, Chores, is chore. Always a pleasure, never a chore. I don't agree with that one. Just a s- it's, I mean, it's the same, but I don't agree that it's along the same line as like, what is it called? Called cat has got your tongue though. Yeah, I don't really know what to say to this, mate. You, <laughs> I, I just, I look at you now like, you know, like, Scar throwing my fuss off a cliff. Like, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Let's wrap this party up. Mm-hmm.
wrap this party up. All right, team, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace Bye-bye. out.